do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. <clears throat> Two, one. Good morning, Luigi Theodore. Lovely to have you on the show. So nice it's lovely. Oh, so good to see you as well, Lauren. So good to, uh, you know, be on the other side of things in these, uh, what's happening in the world, you know, Man, we can still smile. What, what a great week last week was, right? For the whole world, especially for America, but for the whole world. It's the whole world, man. It's the whole world because, you know, again, um, you know, America has found a way to weave its weave itself into the hearts of, you know, people all over the world. And when you have someone that comes and rips that out and creates division and so on and so forth, it's it's a good place to be in. You know, we celebrated for a day and now the real work begins. Mm, yeah. The real work like, begins. There's, there's good in the world, man. Like the world is, the universe has a lot of good to give and and we're definite. But you're right. It takes responsibility. It takes work. It takes, yes. you know, it, it definitely needs a constant you know push um actually can you describe what it was like on like on the was it the friday the yeah 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 on the, on the ground you know what was interesting is i um you know i mean again it was after tuesday you know we went into wednesday and thursday and it oh, started it dragging itself it was tense. It was yeah. tense here and folks were glued to, to it was it was like watching the World Cup. Yeah. You know, folks were super tensed. Folks were trying to figure out like what's gonna happen. And it was just in my opinion, it was just too close. Which yeah. means that, you know, it's 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 a reality that we live in the divided states of America. You know, as much as we wanna think that we are you know, super united. I mean, I do still believe in that concept, but mm. we just have to accept the difference in opinion, the difference in, you know, views and how yeah. people see the world. Because people go into that voting booth or people make their decisions based on, you know, how it ultimately affects them as individuals, yeah. not as a country. You know, and I, in the last two elections, I voted as a country because I'm not personally, you know, I mean, God bless Hillary. God bless Biden. God bless uh kamala you know but um kamala but it was just i went in to vote as a country yeah you know we were voting against we weren't necessarily voting for but i came out you know i got out the train station and you know it was just a celebration you know because the decision was made cnn called it um i was underground and when i came above people were i saw this little girl man she must have little girl she couldn't have been more than three years old four years old and she was like uh you know trump defeated trump defeated and i was wow. like oh, oh man. <laughs> she was celebrating i was like and the horns and again like i said for me it wasn't necessarily a celebration it was more of a relief yeah you know Absolutely. for black people in america it's a relief and again, God bless the vice president-elect, you know, being the first Indian, the first mm -hmm. African-American. Um, but the reality is she has a history of, you know, incarcerating, you know, black and brown bodies. You know, Biden has a history. So, again, it's we didn't go in there. I didn't go in. I went in voting. You know, I went in to vote as a country, yeah. not as an individual, you know. Yeah. Because if I was voting as an individual, I would have probably voted for, you know, I don't know, 
myself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, it was, you know, I think that sentiment is shared amongst most people. And I think it just rings, it rings home, you know, how much responsibility all individual people really have on on their own community and their own bigger community as a country, as a as fellow citizens of the world you know of the world yes yeah yes actually so this this year i've been thinking about the idea of community culture and nature and how those three ideas really you know are the foundations of like who we are as people and and how we exist together and that's why you know i'm so like pleased to have you on on the podcast because i really wanted to share with my listeners you know your story um how you you know your story coming from two different countries um identifying yourself as you know and you know someone from two different countries and and building (laughs) the brooklyn circus and then the bkc and that beautiful community that you've managed to to foster and nurture around your business. So um, can you just share with us, you know, your your story, man, like, you know, coming from Haiti and just from from the beginning, let's go. Yeah, it's it's amazing that you say community, culture, and uh, nature. nature. So, you know, I just came from my morning walk in the park, you know, and it was, and I do it every morning. This morning, I went a little early. I normally do it at 8.30, but I knew we had our calls. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go at 7.30. But it's just amazing uh, that COVID, Corona, the whole thing, you know, I spent six months in Haiti because of that. You know, I, mm. I opted to stay in Haiti because, again, I'm, I'm, I'm of these two cultures. You know, I'm, I'm Haitian and I'm American. You know, on any given day, I'm one more than the other, but it's always a mix of both. And so I opted to stay in Haiti. And what was interesting about that decision was that the pressure was on me to um, come back to America because that was deemed to be the safe place. That was the place with all the resources, right? (laughs) That was the place, you know, the irony in that as a black man in America, the safe place is where black men are getting killed at a higher rate than in Haiti. You know, so that was the that was the decision. But I made the decision to stay in Haiti. um, And it was the best decision that I made, because, again, it gave me the opportunity to tap into nature more, Mm. you know. And so I had to I used to say community community. I used to say community, culture, and commerce. Now, that nature aspect, I made the decision of picking nature over commerce, mm. you know, during COVID, you know? And so yeah, yeah. It, was, it was the best thing that I, because I realized that being in Haiti, you know, through COVID and coming back to America, sun and space are very important to me. Yeah. You know, sun and space, being out in the open, being in, you know, in touch with nature and having the sun hitting me every day and giving me that energy was so important. So I so I ran the business. So I ran the business from Haiti and it was the best decision because, again, that nature part, you know, nature overrode commerce. I made that decision and we had an amazing year. 
we've had, I mean, so far we were having an amazing year. So it, it, pick nature over commerce and commerce still came into play. If I would have picked commerce, it wouldn't have meant that, you know, nature wouldn't have been automatic. So when you right. pick nature over commerce, all, you know, the commercial aspect of things, if you're worried about money, you're worried about business and so that will fall into place. Yeah, absolutely. I think this so. year, like for a lot of us, like me especially, it's been, it's just forced you to let go of the reins and just say, you know, whatever happens, happens. But looking after yourself and your family and the people that you care about and, you know, like that's part of nature as well because we're That's part of nature, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, mm -hmm. we're, we're mm -hmm. humans. We're, you know, just mm -hmm. like pack animals. You know, we are, we are you know, we thrive on each other. We need each mm -hmm. other. We are responsible for each other. And, you know, that's part of our DNA as well. Yes. So, yeah. yeah, there's yes. been a lot of lessons in that. How, how was it in Haiti? Tell me about what it's like, what it's been like this year in Haiti. Um, you know, again, initially, of course, because of, um, you know, how Haiti is run and so on and so, so forth in the history of Haiti. I mean, there was a big concern of, hey, if COVID really hits us, you know, and really hits the island, we're in trouble, mm. you know. And so they quickly locked down, um, put a lot of things in place. And I was very impressed with how, you know, uh, the country the president and so on and so forth, but the country as a whole, how people handled it because they were really quick to, uh, you know, aggressively push hand washing, social distancing, mask wearing, you know, um, just all of these things that, you know, and again, people had this, there was a big boom in sunbathing in Haiti because people believe that the sun, you know, was good and would kill the virus because, you know, um, and so it, I was really impressed. And I was happy to be, you know, in the presence of family, mm. you know, every day I'd walk out, you know, and, and I'd be in the yard or I'm on the balcony. And it was, you know, Haitians live this indoor outdoor kind of a way. There's always somewhere for you to sit on a gallery, on a balcony in, you know what I mean? Even within the confines of your home. Mm. And so the yard was so lush and so full of trees almond trees, mango trees, avocado trees. And that was my daily, you know, uh, run. I was out in the yard running and so on and so forth. But it was a beautiful thing, man. And I learned so much about perseverance, um, even in a place where, you know, uh, life is a lot simpler, you know. And, and, and so it was, it, was, it, was, it was excellent, man. I enjoyed it thoroughly. And when I left Haiti after six months, you know, was coming back to New York. It was a boohoo fest. We were all crying. Mm -hmm. You know, my the family was crying because it was like, wow, we got so comfortable yeah. and so much closer as a family that you know, folks are like, yo, when are you coming back? Yeah. Just, it was, we were all in tears. You know, That's, um, yeah, That's yeah, yeah. Beautiful. So, yeah, so it was it was amazing. But what's what's also interesting about that is I broke my leg while I was in Haiti. I oh, had wow. surgery. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> what happened there? I was Climbing running in the yard. The mango tree. The right, right. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm too smart to know that. Listen, man, get a stick and figure out. <laughs> or get a young guy to do it. But um, I was in the yard running. I would do these, uh, you know, runs in the yard. Yard is big enough for me to kind of circle it and do, do three miles a day. And 
there was a workout area that we had structured um, and there was a mat. I slipped on this mat and I consciously moved it out the way, but I went and slipped on this mat and my leg whiplashed and hit this metal beam Aye. that creates yeah that creates this over you know this 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 the shed that we have in the yard and it's and i cracked my um tibia bone right below my knee oh man um, that sounds nice. but so i was dealing with that and so i went from the wheelchair I mean, directly to the hospital best doctor best surgery um and so um yeah so I, i'm 100 percent as far as walking i mean you know here and there i do feel some things but running i'm just working back to that yeah. but i mean i don't regret it it's just weird that i'm glad it happened in haiti because you know we the island did get hit that hard with covid and so i started therapy and it was it was it was the best situation because i heard in new york and in america it was just bad yeah it's it bad it, chaos man like I, chaos. I wasn't even there but it, it, just watching from far that just was watching. real chaos and you know yeah. that's you know what's interesting actually that that many developing countries like thailand included mm-hmm. we did we all did like so well compared so well. to so well. europe so and well. to america yeah, so well. so because well. i feel like the stakes are so high for all of us here that the reality is that you need to you need to take this seriously whereas whereas i felt like i was in france in the early days of covid and and nobody was taking anything seriously it was like oh that's the asian disease right that's over there and yeah it was it was real interesting the vast difference in in attitudes and you know attitude you know you know what i realized it's you know when you compare you say developed versus you know uh, 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 developing i think that when we have this idea that we're so developed right we think we know it all yeah we think we know it all right versus when you are developing and as a human being i look at the business that i'm in the clothing business and the vintage business and so i'm always discovering I'm always learning more. I don't think that I know it all. I wake up to like, I don't know enough, right? And so that idea creates a level of humility mm. that allows you to see things, in my opinion, a lot clearer. Yeah. And that's what I felt about, you know, Haiti. And that's what you're probably saying about Thailand and Bangkok is that people feel like, hey, listen, let's take this serious. We don't know enough versus the people that had this conspiracy theory idea. Yeah. Listen, when you start to dive into that kind of thinking, it's because you think you know it all. You well, know, yeah. that, well, like freedoms, like fr- the, the placing importance of freedoms and rights over a global pandemic. A global, every, yes. a global pandemic. pandemic yeah. A global yes. pandemic. A global, yes, 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 yes. Um, yes, yes. So, yeah, it was something just, that's affecting the world. Yeah. But being yeah. humble enough to know that, hey, this is affecting the world, right? Even if it's like, okay, oh, it wasn't really a virus. But if we're all focused on, hey, how do we handle what's happening? Is it true or false? It, it It's affecting the world. The world was shut down. But to yeah. be humble enough, to see that versus, oh, I'm going to go out. I'm not wearing a mask. I'm going to do, th-. and it's like the 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 just it's it's just uh, so selfish, yeah. so completely developed of a mind, 
you know, and that's why, again, I love to travel to the countryside. I love to travel to other countries where people are more humble, right? Versus mm-hmm. you go to these countries where it's like, I know it all. Oh, I've been to your country. I've traveled to America. I know it all. And it's like, yeah. oh, you're probably not interested in what we're doing, you know, versus, you know, it's like, no, I am. Because I'm con- I'm developing till the day that I die. I'm still learning about vintage. Mm-hmm. I'm still learning about garment construction. I'm learning about people. I'm learning about varsity jackets. I'm learning about Haiti. It's unbelievable. It's that thinking that we need to continue to embrace as a world and embrace nature because we're still learning about nature. We don't know enough about it because we're not in it enough. Yeah. I mean that's one that's one thing that I feel like every generation the younger generation you know evolves especially I'm so impressed by Gen Z right now the young kids right yes. now they're so yes. compassionate they're like you know they they yeah. see everything and yes. it's quite inspiring to see some of the real creativity and the real like mm-hmm. beautiful compassion that these kids have And you compare that with people like uh, my parents' generation who are kind of very rigid, more rigid in their their beliefs and in in their um, kind of neuroplasticity and and the way they they see the world. You know, I think, yeah, you're totally right. We are continuously evolving and you would hope so. Um, and, And that's how, you know, these issues of of you know these political issues of yes divided nations of you know of the struggles of classes you know these these issues will always be there but every generation mm-hmm. you hope that you know it improves a little or the attitudes evolve a yeah. little um yes but i yeah let's talk about um you know the haiti that you grew up in and the Haiti that you experience now, like how has your Haiti evolved and, and how is the culture, you know, what is the culture like today and what are the kids doing? And like, yeah, what's, sure, sure, what's sure. that? Go- but, what's you know, you know, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting to think about the Haiti that I grew up in, you know, cause sometimes I think that everything that's happening now per se, you know, didn't exist when I was a kid because I lived in this bubble, you know, and this, 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 this world that was just perfect and the streets were a lot cleaner and p- politics weren't as aggressive. But the reality is, is I lived in a bubble and I lived, you know, so it's hard to say that yeah. I really understood what it was then in comparison to now. But Haiti is, is a living, breathing, you know, place. It's yeah. so alive you know, people are constantly innovating, right? And when you see the things, one of my favorite books is by a photographer by the name of Roberto Stevenson. It's called IET, and it's Haiti spelt in Creole. And it's about the innovation and in how people create things that they can't afford to buy. Yes. From toys to Beautiful. tools. So amazing. You know, and, 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 and that for me was one of the things, the simplicity in how, you know, the things that we looked at when I started getting older, let's say I was a teenager and people would be like, oh, where are you from? 
oh, I'm from Haiti. And they're like, oh, wow, you know, isn't that the place that this happened and this, this, and it's poor and blah. And now, and I was like, oh, you know, you kind of feel embarrassed. Now I look at it and I'm like, yeah, that's the shit that I'm proud of. Yeah. You know, kind of like, you know, if you have on a vintage piece of item and somebody, you know, when you were young, somebody's like, oh my God, there's a hole in your shirt. Is it? It's like, yeah, dude, that's the character. That's beautiful. That's, that's worth a lot of money now. That's worth a lot of money now. And so, and that's what Haiti, you know, uh, being in Haiti that long, the longest I've been in Haiti in my adulthood was the, the last six months. Um, that was, that for me, the charm in seeing how people navigate and how we as a people want to live, we want to thrive, and we want to be alive. So no matter what you think, you know, suffering looks like or poverty or whatever it is, there is a joy you know, there's a joie de vivre that's there in Haiti. And you're like, wow, how did I miss this? I'm sure right? that was sun, so inspiring. It's for your so inspiring. Design process, too. So inspiring. The sun is shining every day, mm. you know, and if it rains, it'll rain for, you know, 30 minutes or an hour, <laughs> or the rain at night all night and then boom you wake up and you're back to you know the sun and so for my design process it was it was just the colors the texture mm. and how things age mm. you know uh what we call vintage per se and there's a big growing uh, a, a, a secondhand market in haiti and i want to do a project and i initially wanted to do this project on you know what happens of course and there's a lot of stuff being sent to haiti a lot of it is trash it's you know what i mean junk stuff that comes from fast fashion that's that what ends we up get in, here too some of it's up, but real you guys cool. have some of it is right right but you have the pickers i'd love to train pickers in haiti to figure out to pick yeah. to then find those gems right to find that one percent of this you know mess that gets sent and to create an industry from that and create culture because the kids on the streets you know um I haven't necessarily seen this uh, a, a, a consistent style in Haiti yet. There's a consistent way of making things, right? Mm. That has this brutalist kind of vibe to it. But as far as style, I haven't necessarily seen that in the youth yet. And I'd love to foster. I'd love to get on the ground and see oh, yeah. more of that, you know? That's a big ball of potential right there. So much potential. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, so much that's potential. That's a cool yeah. project, man. Yeah. Very. Yeah. So that's that's what I really saw in, in in seeing Haiti now through my eyes, you know, to say that there is so much opportunity, mm. and I dove in so much deeper into you know my love of Haitian art, my love of Haitian music and culture, and understanding day to day life. Um, and so it was just, I mean, it was a blessing. And I was planning to do that. My my goal was to like. When I have the time, when I can make the time to spend three months in Haiti and then COVID hits and it's like, oh, you always had the time. Yeah, exactly. You just had to do it. Yeah, you just yeah. had to do it. <laughs> so now you're going to be, um, from now on, you're going to be doing, working from from Brooklyn and Haiti for... Full for, time. Full time. Full time. Full time. Full time. I, yes, yes. Full that time. is part of my routine. Absolutely. And I no longer have this fear of feeling like I have to be at in America. Mm -hmm. I have to be, you know, at the home base. No, home base is anywhere you can prop your laptop, prop this phone, 
connect to Skype. You know what I mean? I've been on yeah, Skype yeah. for years, but you know, connect to Skype, <laughs> connect to Zoom, connect. <laughs> I was I'm like, I gotta school. find my password. Right? Yeah, I love it. I love it. But um, so like, yeah, I mean, I can't wait to see what you what you've done with all this inspiration. Speaking of which, yes. like, so it's we're it's fall now in in the U.S. Yes. It's getting cold. Yes. It's varsity yes. season. That's your. That's definitely something that's very iconic for you guys. Very, What's very. What's going on with varsities this this um, season? The what I realize is again, you know, back to COVID that I needed to streamline the way I saw things, needed to streamline the way I collected data, needed to streamline the way I released product, mm. you know? And so I did exactly that. And this season we decided to slow things down, go deeper, go back in our archives. Like, like one of my favorite places is to go back and, you know, dig into the Brooklyn circus archives. Yeah. And so doing that and, and doing that, uh, we started releasing varsity jackets one by one. And it's been so good, so successful and so enlightening. And mm -hmm. so, um, we've had, uh, I mean, we, we, we're having a really good, you know, end of year or last quarter because of varsity season and planning for 2021. We have some really good projects we're working on and it's really about the varsity jacket. I'd love to work on one with you guys, you know, oh, yeah. what you're doing, um, love, love, love what you're doing and to see it from start to now where it's at. I'm like, she, she did the work. She did oh, the research. Thanks, Ah, uh, I love it. Means a lot. Means a lot. I really. love it. Thank you. I love it. You know, um, so so that's really where we're at. We're really using the varsity jacket as our canvas, as our you know, uh, it's the place that we say everything that we want to say. It's the place that we learn from and evolve because everything else that we've done. You know, I don't feel as confident as I do about you know my knowledge and you know, what we've done with the varsity jackets. Yeah, yeah. How's it been, you know, for, for production um, this year and, and like how's that shaping how you're kind of seeing how to how you're going to produce next year? Because, you know, the fashion industry has really been turned upside down. Production was crazy this year, you know, with so many, um, you know, so many factories in, in so many countries having to like, mm -hmm. lock down, go out of business. Mm -hmm. It's been real crazy. Mm -hmm. How's it been for you? And, um, you know, has this kind of put any any new perspective in, in how you're running your business? Oh, without a doubt. I mean, some of the things that I've, and I always like to explore and experiment and, I was, I was, you know, I mean, again, research and development as a small company, that's an expensive thing for a yeah. big company, you know? And so I started to focus in research and develop things, you know, more in the varsity space, mm. you know, our partners in that space, you know, they were able to reopen quickly enough. Our partners in the fleece uh, space were able to open up a lot quicker. Um, you know, it's just, I was, we were lucky enough to know that the thing that was driving the business and the horse, you know, that was driving the business, you know, those stables were, 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 were able to reopen quickly. Some of the okay. stuff that I wanted to experiment on, you know, I couldn't, right? But this is all outside of the varsity space, which meant that it's like, you didn't need that. 
You know what I mean? The whole idea of doing these fashion shows and presentations and yeah. these cool, explorative collections. And it's like, you spent a lot of money doing that and it doesn't add up. You know, it fills me as a creative, but for the business itself and for the consumers who were waiting for like, hey, when are you going to re-release this? When are you, you know, they wanted, you know, because the varsity for our consumers is that point of entry where they're okay with saving and buying a varsity jacket instead of, instead of spending money on a $45 or $54 or $38 t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. They're like, I'd rather spend that $54 in the jacket, you know, and say, I'll save and save versus buying, you know, some customers feel like, hey, I, I can afford to buy a varsity jacket and I don't need another t-shirt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it was yeah. that piece and that item that they know that with full confidence. And that's what happens when the economy is affected and people are, you know, losing confidence. People buy things that they are very confident in. Yeah. And it's either very expensive or super cheap. I couldn't agree. Like, I, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, I feel like consumer behavior has definitely shifted this year. And, mm -hmm. you know, for small independent brands, I think people have definitely been more, a lot more considerate about where they're putting their money and yeah. definitely considering what kind of brand they want to support, what kind of values they want to support. Yes, yes, values, yes, values, yes, yes. Values, values, yeah. values, values. Right, mm -hmm. right. And, and that is so positive, right? That is yes. so positive for, you know, for people doing the right thing, you know, it's it's like, wow, okay, people had a minute to to just slow down and think about what has what gives them meaning in their life. Mm -hmm. and, and people doing the right thing with, with good values, you know, I mean, they shine through and people mm -hmm. aren't stupid, you know, like people can see they through things. So not. They're they not can stupid. see through things. Absolutely. So not. Yeah, yeah. So not, you know, because these people are us. Yeah. They're us on the other side. And you're like, dude, you know, instead of spending money on that, why don't you just really go in and bank on, you know, this particular big item? And that's yeah. what's been happening. We are selling jackets, you know, and that's been so good to see, you know, because because there were times where we were in this space where it's it's too expensive to be cheap. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And not cheap, you know, it's, it's, what's, what's the word is too cheap to be expensive and too expensive to be cheap. And you were right in between, mm. you know, it's like, ah, it's not expensive enough and it's not cheap enough. Yeah. Right. And so when you're like, okay, I'm going, I'm, I'm, I'm going to cross over and make sure that it is, it, you don't have to explain the value and the price and so on and so forth. Mm. And boom, people yeah. feel confident because you feel confident, you know? Yeah. So, so that's Beautiful. that's what I think 2020 for sure, uh, and I'm and I'm so happy that you know I mean what we had envisioned 2020 to look like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think we're so, getting a lot of the same results, but not the way we had planned for it to happen, great. not the way we had, you know what I mean? That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. positive, really positive, and that's, like yeah. okay, I'm, like I've seen you know you've. You've really been focusing on, you know, brilliant, you know, beauty, beauty and brilliance in the black mm -hmm. community 
yes. in your in the culture side of your business, yeah. and and that's been yes. so, you know, so beautiful to see, and mm-hmm. you know, so I want to know, like, you know, how much is your business, you know, kind of content focused? Did did you shift? When was that shift? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and. And and what made you decide I'm gonna pick that line and I'm gonna head straight down that, you know? What, what, one of the a, things that I realized, jump. and that, yeah, that, that, that we were we were at one point we were focused on product. And again, it's mm. the commerce. You know, it's like oh, you have to sell. We have to hit these goals and so on and so forth. When the reality is, is people didn't come there to buy the product. They came there to buy the story. Yeah. The product was a souvenir of the story. You know, and that's really what we're learning to do better in saying that, hey, how how do we become more open, more honest and more consistent with telling our story? And our story is the story of an immigrant who migrated to America at a very young age, became American, but then realized that he was still Haitian and then just kind of went back and forth between those two things. And it wasn't even a struggle. It's more of, I mean, early on it was a struggle, but now it's it's just this fluidity in yeah. being able to say, yeah, it's, it's just like I am as Haitian as I am American, you know? Absolutely. And these are things that I've had to say out loud here in America and also in Haiti. I can you know? totally <laughs> relate with that. I mean, you know, we come from very, diff- very, very different backgrounds, very different spaces. But, mm-hmm. yeah, like I can relate to, to you know, being being a foreigner everywhere I go, but being everywhere at home. Everywhere you ev- go. It being at home everywhere you go, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I look like in Thailand, I look like a white person. In, right. In Australia, like I don't sound like the people people from there. They're like, "What's your deal?" Like you know, and it's just you come to the when you when you're a young person, you're like, "Oh, the struggles of not being understood." But actually, as you get older, you're like, "This is fantastic!" You know, like I am I am many things. Like uh, the country I come from doesn't define who I am. You know, I am a myriad of things, and and that yeah. is what gives yeah. you a different perspective on the world that you can share with people. That who, you can you share. Know, that that's beauty. That is that's great. It's, it's beauty. It, it's and it prevents you from being so rigid because you were talking about you know our parents and your parents, you know, and and them and being so rigid because everybody looked the same and everybody move the same and we you know it's just like it's just way of just like hey this is who we are this is how we worship this is how we partied this is how we raised our kids and now we as culturally fluid individuals in an industry where it's like is that is is that vintage or is that new I don't know what it is. And it's like, it's both. It's whatever <laughs> I want it to be. It's whatever it is. You know, and that's what I love about the women's apostrophe menswear <laughs> that you do. And it's like, it's both. It's like, whatever. Do women dress okay? like that? <laughs> yes. Do women dress like that? Like, why is it so baggy? No, that's that's the beauty. Yeah. You ha- and, and, and that's what I love because there's just this fluid, you know, aspect of, existing and so and it's and it's not a struggle it's your it's it's the the beauty it's it's the beauty if you embrace it 
you know, it, it, it's 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 a beauty. It's yeah, the beauty of you it. You can make your home anywhere in this on this planet and in this universe. Where? Yeah, and you kind of learn that it's it's all in here. It's home is in here. You know, you can it's, set it's, up yes. your shop anywhere, yeah. yes. but anywhere. it's it's about how you feel as as how whole you feel as a as a Absolutely. person and Absolutely. how you can Absolutely. how you can connect with that community. What I've discovered as a person who's lived in a bunch of places is okay, mm -hmm. I need to, to feel home in some place. It yeah. could be anywhere. Mm -hmm. I need to have a be able to connect with that local community. That's very yes. important. Yes. Okay. Yes. Friends, family, community, strangers, neighbors. And 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 you need to feel whole as a person for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you, and also mm -hmm. you need to understand the local politics of wherever you are living. Um, that's my theory, anyway. I, I, I say local culture. It's just it, it really you have to and allow yourself to to be a student of your environment mm. and to adjust because sometimes. You know, you have folks, and as we get older, you come in with these set of laws and ideas and thoughts, and uh, this is how this should be. And it's like, no, dance freely, yeah. learn freely, worship, you know, freely, because it's all going up into the, you know, yeah, into yeah. the universe. Yeah, versus like, oh, man, I don't know about that. I'm not this. I'm not Muslim. <laughs> I'm not Buddhist. I'm not. The, no, dude, just go. Yeah. Live. Enjoy the food. Enjoy the customs. Right? And ultimately, you'll find your space and be like, wow, I feel at home around these people that don't speak my language, but they do speak your language, the human language of connectivity, yeah. you know, and, and love. So I, I, I strongly believe that, you know, 90 percent of communication is mm -hmm. not a, it's not about language. It's it's no, no, it's no, body no. I language. Agree. I agree. It's oh, I facial agree. expression. It's tone. It's energy. It's energy. Yes. Like, yes. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's what's hard about, you know, that we do have video calls, you know, people being isolated right now and not being able to, to go out and see people and, and you know, have, we're missing that that energy, that, that communication, oh, that touch. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That touch. You the, can't you get know, that through the internet. You cannot get that through the internet. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Oh, yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. So um, I, I just want to touch on, um, you know, your creative process. Mm -hmm. I want to <laughs> go into, you know, how you, how you approach design. Because I find mm -hmm. it interesting because I'm I I didn't come from a formal fashion design background. I'm Neither did I. Self-taught, and most <laughs> so of the really great you know people that I really admire, like yourself in the industry, are mm -hmm. not from fashion design backgrounds and are self-taught, <laughs> and that's why they have that special angle. Um, wow. So tell me about your relationship with creativity and your your kind of design process. How does it work in your mind? You know what it is, is I'm constantly, and as you can see, I'm behind this bookcase that goes Beautiful. on and on and on and on. You know, um, I, I, I love books. I love to research. I have a degree in history. 
I then went on to pursue advertising design, not fashion design. I've always been very in tune with how I look, how I dressed, uh, the clothes that I uh, gravitated to. Um, I grew up with my mom and my grandmother, one of my aunts. When I went back to Haiti, I was in the U.S. for a year and then we went back to Haiti. She was a seamstress. She was a, 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 a homemaker. So all of these things have influenced me in growing up. But uh, space is important to me, very important. And I love uniformity. I love uniform. I love chaos. I love spont you know, just, just, just spontaneous energy and spontaneity. And so all of that, you know, I love pretty things and I also love ugly things. Mm. So you decide what's pretty and what's ugly. And so, mm. and, and, and that's really what I put in my process. Like I'm, I'm, I don't necessarily go out to look for inspiration, but I'm constantly aware of where, you know, uh, of the things that inspire me, you know, yeah. and and I and I'm so inspired by. There's a rigidity in you know uniforms that I'm inspired by, but there's also a this fluid element of when you think about rock music and punk and hip hop. There's a uniform, but there's also this no rules apply, yeah. you know, kind of a thing that that goes with that, and I love that. That's I that love chaos. that. I love that's the chaos. Yeah. I love DIY culture. I love, you know, um, and, and it's so so for me, I think my creative process always starts with visually seeing as much as possible, whether it be in the books and also seeing things differently, because I'll go back to books that I bought, you know, 10, 15 years ago. And flipping through them today, it's like, yo, I didn't see that. Like, what was that? And it's just like, it's the center and the focal point of the book, but I didn't see it 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, yeah. So so that for me is also, is, and, and I'm also looking to see how I can refine things versus trying to invent. Mm. I look to see how I can refine things. How can I make this item better you know, for tomorrow. And better doesn't mean that it's better forever and ever and ever. No, it's better for tomorrow. And then, you know, someone else takes it and they make it better for the next day and so on and so forth. And by the time it comes back to me 10 years later, I'm like, okay, there's one thing that I'd like to add to this. Or it's like, there's nothing to be added. Mm. It's, it's there, you know? And then yeah. the next generation might take it on and flip it upside down. So my creative process is, that I'm heavily inspired by history, by books, by how humans live and interact with goods and things, uh, by art, by philosophy, by just all things that some of it you can touch and it's tangible and some of it you can't. Absolutely. So I don't go into the design process where I have, you know, this amazing library of swatches and we go and we sketch and we create this, you know, this line plan. I mean, ultimately, I back my way into that. But ideally, it's like I see this item and I'm like, wow, this resonates, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, sometimes it's something as simple as the interior of a luxury car. I'm like, oh, yeah. there's there's something about that or a vintage car yeah. when you see the body and the shape and the lights and you're like, wow, like this is awesome. This is so, you know, it's just so simple. It's not as sophisticated as the world is now, 
but there's so much beauty in that. Yeah. When you walk down the street and you see a bunch of a bunch of parked cars and there's like all these sleek lines, even even the cheapest of cars and the most economic of cars, the lines are so smooth and so slick. And then you see this random, you know, Land Rover, super rigid and super square, and you're like, yeah. ah, that is so beautiful. Yeah. You all know, around, or you see an old around. man all around, or you see an old man you know, sitting on a train and he is just so disheveled and his shirt is not completely tucked in and it's, it's just, there's stains on his collar and you see this woman sitting next to him who's super primped up and made up and you're like, ooh, there's a beauty in the contrast. Yeah, that's yin and yang, order and chaos. Yeah. Uh, order and chaos, beautiful, super glass building next to this like, super old art deco you know a uh, uh, building you're like wow i love there's something about the the contradiction that i love and so my design i always look to incorporate this uh you know in my designs i always look to incorporate you know the, just just the contradiction because i'm i'm so contradictory as at times as well you know so I always look to incorporate that in my work and my design. I never want things to be too clean or too dirty. It's just this mix of things, you know. Isn't that a great metaphor for the universe, man? The universe. Oh yeah, but the nature, universe, you know, right? order and chaos, yin and yang. It's like it's like yeah. these patterns keep happening in nature, right, in right. the human psyche. In, right. in in science, you know, like these these patterns happen everywhere, and it seems like your your approach is very conceptual. What you were kind of I I had a thought just before when you were talking about you know I don't have that fancy swatch library and and you know <laughs> doing line sheets and all that. You know, mm -hmm. it makes me think about Timberland. And how, like, he didn't come from, like, a, you know, whatever, like, a formal musical background. So when mm -hmm. he has mm -hmm. a new, mm -hmm. an idea of a beat in mm -hmm. his head, he'll just use his, his, his mouth. Like, his he'll, just, his mouth. he'll just use his voice. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Right, and right, he'll right, just, right, he'll right, just right. map it out, you know. And that's right. what made, makes him such a genius, yeah. right? Yes. It's like, yeah. it's like that, yeah. that his, he's just doing what he wants. He's not following any. Yeah. You know any guidebook any right 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 the formal training in my opinion is like and i want to build i want to build this residency program in haiti and i definitely have you on the list once we have that up and running Amazing. to come down and really re-examine and re-explore re-explore right or look at your, your your creative process in a whole different way Amazing. You know, whether whether it is that you're, you'll be collaborating with a photographer mm -hmm. in Haiti, whether it is you'll be collaborating with, you know, um, um, a designer in Haiti or, or a shoemaker or a shoe shiner. It's just like re-examining and re-exploring all of these things um, that you, you know what I mean, that you're so accustomed to doing. Do you see mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's been... Um, it's, 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 it's again, and Haiti has made me, you know, re-explore and re-examine what beauty is, what perfection is, what order is, what chaos is, what creativity is, you know, and what formal education, formal learning is versus none is more important than the other. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, 
So that's so that's so that's my that's my goal and the plan to create a school of thought and a school in a space where you can literally come in and whatever you do is right because that's what came out of you as long as you're honest and that's always and that's what I look to do in everything that I do it's and I know the things that you know I've produced in the past that I wasn't honest about yeah. you know what I mean and I and I and I compl- and I hide those things I try to get mm. rid of them you know and it's like why weren't you honest that wasn't an honest piece. You know, and the things that you're honest about might not have sold well. It didn't sell well, but you're like, oh, but that's that that that's said something. It. Yeah, that's got it. You know, yeah. so and that's that's the that's the challenge. So not having a formal background for sure has always kept me, you know, in tune with you know uh, who I am, how I feel. Am I being honest? You know, and that I'm constantly learning because. I don't have this particular, you know, uh, background that says that, oh, you've been approved by the blah, 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 as a designer. You're as, accepted. And I'm like, accepted. You're accepted. <laughs> oh, it's bullshit. It's well, BG, what a beautiful way to end our chat today. That, yes. you know, that was yeah. really great. Thank you so much. How, so for folks listening, how can they uh, check out um, Brooklyn, the BKC in Brooklyn Circus? Brooklyn Circus. Uh, the Broken Circus is uh, the website for sure, thebkcircus.com, T-H-E-B-K-Circus.com. It's the same thing for the Instagram, at thebkcircus. The store, we're back, we're open for four days a week, which oh, gives me a chance to do, yeah, to, to zoom in and kind of, you know, do other things and then bring those things into the store, right? Uh, Beautiful. Um, and so... Yo, so so all of these things are, um, you know, the store is up and running. We're there. Are you still here? Okay, yes. Yeah. The store is still, you know, we're open four days a week. We are back on the ground. And we're looking at, you know, going into 2021 to do, you know, we, we want to do more pop-ups. We want to do more things. But we're on Instagram. We do answer the DMs on Instagram actively, Great. you know, Great. you know, um, and also, um we're out there. We're, we're there. We're coming to a, a neighborhood near you, and we want to collaborate with some dope people across the world. But we are on Instagram and on the website. And if you click on the culture section of the website, oh, man. Recommend. I told you I want to do a piece. Recommend. I want to do yeah. a piece on you, Lauren. You oh, know? And man. So, um, and, and And so we're the website, the store, and Instagram for sure. Great. Well, thank you so much, sir. It was a real pleasure. Absolutely. Bye, everybody. Thank you, Lauren. Peace. (laughs) Peace.